Howdy, and welcome back to FPL Action with me, Owen. I was going to say me, Steve. That's how organized <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, we've we've just had game week nine, so it's all fucking happening. I feel like I've I feel totally flustered. I shouldn't have started this early, Steve. You should have let me prepare for longer. This was your idea. I know. Yeah, I totally regret it. <laughs> um, but You're it, like Will Ferrell and Anchorman. I immediately regret this decision. Or who, who's your man? We'll do it live. Oh, that is uh, Bill O'Reilly from Fox. What an arsehole. But yeah, he's like, he has that iconic bit with like everything's falling it down is, around yeah. him. And he's like, fuck it, we'll do it live. You'll write it and we'll yeah, say it, we'll do it live. Yeah, he's a complete meltdown. Uh, how was your week, Steve? So we last, la- last time we potted, the two of us were a bit kind of hungover from... The activities that you lied about but uh how, how about this time are you a bit fresher <laughs> yeah yeah much fresher now sure i only just started in the new job uh yesterday so if i was uh if i was on the sauce i don't think i'd be lasting much longer there you'd be surprised steve and what you'd get away with <laughs> in, in these big firms uh how would you describe i don't know what's it like give, give me some story that like it's nice or bad or good uh well there was a there was a an email that we got about a potential customer complaint and uh then as I read down through the email thread they went ah oh, no we gave it a quick check and it's grand like sure it's, it's all right it's, it's, don't worry about it don't worry about it it's grand <laughs> the <laughs> and, text gradually got smaller yeah. and then <laughs> <Yeah>. tailed off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh it was and then eventually it ended with the uh, now go now go now go down the shop and get something nice for yourself yeah yeah uh, <laughs> No, so it's 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 much more laid back than the than the job that I was previously at, which you also worked yeah. at, so you know yourself. But uh, everyone seems nice, and I'm looking forward to now a fresh start somewhere. So, uh, a one, congrats on that. I hope it I hope it goes your way. Hope it Thank suits you. you, and uh, congrats on your third place finish in the Amsterdam hurling tournament, your final tournament. The Pan Euros, yeah, yeah, uh, my last, my last day in the navy and white of Eindhoven, I think. I thought uh, you guys nice played in red out. and white. Uh, that's the training jersey. Oh. Obviously, you have different colours for the training jerseys. We're a professional. Obviously, outfit, yeah, Steve. yeah, obviously. But uh, I um, so between games, you, obviously, you have to do a bit of umpiring because they don't have umpires. So I I did some umpiring for a game, and the goalkeeper let a long ball drop like it hit his hurley and went into the net like a very embarrassing goal to let in yeah and my instinct was i looked at the other umpire and i kind of said oh that's sad the other umpire didn't see it no way uh, i quick quickly realized that it was going to be my decision as to whether or not this was a goal so i give it as a point (laughs) oh what but the ball was in the net sure it uh well yeah it kind of went out through the net because it was a slitter and it wasn't oh. you know hurling nets right 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 so then uh i uh, later on we, so we ducked umpire in one game and when i was walking past another pitch they were looking for umpires there so i went in and started umpire in that game and i said to him i started telling this story about uh uh, calling a goal as a point <laughs> and the goalie says you fucker that was me <laughs> <laughs> scored the goal <laughs> I knew so where that was going it. as soon as you said that you were talking <laughs> telling sick. the story so uh, I know he wasn't they won the game anyway but uh, I just felt sorry for that initial goalkeeper 
But yeah, I wouldn't be suited to being a, an umpire. No, obviously not. I mean, like, a, a very easy call like that to make and you, you fucking recited. I've <laughs> just felt sorry for the lad. But, uh, I did indeed, yeah. Yeah. So that's our lives, which are boring enough. Was I supposed to jump in there, like, and dis- disagree with you, or no? If, like, well, I mean, or like, if you had anything interesting, say, to say, you might have. Oh but, well, uh, I mean, like, I could tell you the, the story case. of one of the. I could tell you the when I was doing the induction of the name of one of the uh, the VPs in the company, whose name is Mickey Blanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no got kids. A, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you think he got so far in the company? Oh, no kids, nothing timed him down. No kids. Um, it just reminded me of uh, it just reminded me of when I was watching the Ameri- college American football at the weekend, and there was a quarterback or a player for uh, Alabama, I think, or something, and his name was General Booty. <laughs> anyway, anyway, before uh, we get on to FPL, I want to know: Are these names made up? No, 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 they're real names. names. Uh, so, Smoke I'll, Monday, General Booty, and. There was another crazy name. These are genuinely people's names. Uh, there was a guy. There was also a guy playing on that game or the other game that was like called Kool Aid McKinley or something. His name is not Kool Aid. <laughs> I think it is. No, I, I honestly, on I'm not too sure. They might just be nicknames, but I mean, or they could be their actual legal names. The pro, the, the whole fun is that you don't know own and that you're you're just you're just uh, going along with it. No fun. That's. Uh... We'll nip that in the bud fairly lively now, Steve. <laughs> nip, nip. There'll be no fun. You scored 82 mm-hmm. uh, on a week where that kind of feels disappointing. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the average score was 68, so I still finished above the average. But yeah, uh, I had Dyer for nothing, uh, Saliba for one point, Fafana for two, Rashford for one. So, I mean, the Threemium came in clutch for me again this week. I had Kane for a goal, Jesus for a goal and bonus points. And then, obviously, everybody had Captain Haaland. And if you didn't Captain Haaland, you're an absolute mug. Um, 46 points off of him. So, over over half of my points just coming from Haaland alone. So, you know, he isn't going to be much of a um, (laughs) a, a difference maker. Yeah, exactly. So, but look, 82, happy enough. I'm currently sat just outside the top 700k, so... Could be worse. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, yeah, 82. You you can't be too sickened with that. Uh, I scored just one point less, and uh, I didn't change my team at all. (laughs) Yeah, you had had started Kulazewski, and you had Patterson still on your... Well, I suppose you're going to play Patterson anyway uh, on your bench. I had mad notions last week. Yeah. I was going to change in like De Bruyne to Salah and maybe captaining Salah and thank God like yeah. I just went on the beer and played Hurling and forgot about my fantasy football team yeah it turns out your team is better when you don't manage it because I mean I yeah. I, I remember just well just because I'm going to forget now I remember last week uh, suggesting Granite Jacket to you and you told me that I was an idiot and I was foolish and then what happens during the North London Derby he scores a goal and gets man of the match and then, also, I've been saying that Brighton aren't as bad as they're made out to be, and you disagreed with me. They drew three all with Liverpool, and they probably should have won the game. And guess who got an assist? Old Danny Welbs. I mean, it's it's just not going to pan out, though, is it, Steve? What are, you keep are you saying that, pick, and you're and you're you, so you, wrong. Where does this confidence are you come pick up from? Steve? If I had if I had to uh, pick up a player for five million, yeah, absolutely, I would. If someone put a gun to my head, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I'm gonna have to. I, uh, I'm gonna have to make adjustments to my team. So you never know. Like, never rule it out. 
you can. Um, I was totally amazed by Brighton's three-three over Liverpool. I didn't get to watch the game, but I was I was listening to some better podcasts uh, about football. L- Liverpool were bad. They played them <laughs> off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool were bad. I think Brighton were two 0 up with inside twenty minutes in the first half, and just Liverpool completely caught napping. Uh, Klopp during the week went out and said like Trent isn't as bad a defender as you make him out to be he's fine and whatever and whatever but the way that they scored their two goals is almost uh, taking advantage of the fact that Trent gets so far forward so that way the centre-backs have to pull out wide to try and make up for that and then they're caught with the gap in between and like it's just it's just a mess but I, I think someone I was watching a TIFO video and they made a great point of their their number of presses in the in the final third are way down from last season, so they're not pressing as much up front anymore. And because of that, players teams are finding a way easier to pass through them, and then it's making their defense a bit more uh, easier to pick apart because they have more time on the ball. So I thought that was a very interesting point. But yeah, like Brighton, arguably probably deserved to win. Welbeck had a, he- a point blank header that. He fired straight at Larice, and if he hit it anywhere else in the goal, it was a goal. Um, but Trossard, yeah, hat trick and well deserved. Um, uh, I think there's only two yeah. other players that have scored a hat trick at Anfield. One was Arshavin, who got four, and then the other one was like some guy from like Zimbabwe uh, back in the day, like some crazy name. I can't even remember his name right now. That's ludicrous. So I like I'm beginning to think the takeaways from it are Liverpool have a leaky defense as you've described there. A lot of people place the blame on Trent, but maybe it is there's there's problems further up the field that are making it more difficult for the guys at the back. Well, this and that's what I was it. going to ask you next, uh, maybe just to move it on to Brighton was sure. I was just thinking, okay, it's time to pick up Trossard and Gross. Their fixtures are Spuds, Brentford, Nottingham. Man City and Chelsea, so two nice ones and three of the worst. Three, the, the other three worst fixtures yeah. outside of Arsenal. Yeah, they don't have an easy schedule. That's for certain. Like, it's not. Is it the worst? I don't know if it's the worst, but it's close to it anyway. Like, uh, City ha- apparently have the worst, and that's including they? a blank. Yeah, because it's a blank, maybe that's why it's the worst. I don't know. So I don't know. That's Liverpool, a weird Brighton, one. Brighton, Leicester. Right. No, City's City's lineup is fine. Liverpool are shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to read too much, too far into the fixtures anyway. Like like you said, uh, Spurs and Brentford probably be tough. Uh, Nottingham probably be a good one. But then they've got City and Chelsea, two tough ones. And then they have got Wolves, which by that stage then they'll have a new manager in. Maybe they'll be a they'll be bounced back and performing better than they have so far this season. Now that Bruno Lage is sacked, but it's very hard to read that far in the future. But yeah, um, I thought it was a great result for them, and I thought it was a great start. They're clearly continuing. Absolutely, yeah, I, I this... think Deserby was interviewed before the match, and he was saying like, "Look, I'm not going to change everything the Potter has done. He's built a great foundation. I'm just going to try and make a few tweaks here and there to try and put my own spin on it, which I think is a good thing because I think what they have is clearly working. So, uh, oh, if they you... can continue to play that the way they, I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about getting um, Gross in though. He's been a little while now that he's been kind of been not blanking um but uh, trossard maybe is an interesting one especially in that like wing position he gets down the wing a lot and gets the crosses into the box yeah he's not really in that wing back role anymore is he he's playing a touch more centrally so um i couldn't 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 complain to you at all about picking up what's let's what's trossard's first name is it Lisandro? Leandro. leandro 
So we were discussing my week, Steve, but I just got 81 and a very template team. Bailey came in for me for two points. Nice. Uh, and I have a lot of changes yeah. that I want to make. Mitro, uh, Mitro looks like he he could play, but I think it's up in the air whether he plays. Uh, Marco Silva yeah. was optimistic after the game when they lost 3-0. Or was it 4-0? No, it was 3-1, I think, against um, Newcastle, saying that he, he thinks he'll be fine for next week. It was 4-1, actually, just to correct myself, but... Uh, it's yeah, definitely so an he, area of concern. He, he was strapped up on international duty and then obviously tweaked it again after half an hour against Newcastle. Maybe he was taken off prematurely. But I am thinking of going to two at the front. I'm thinking of just getting rid of Mitrovic and buying an extra midfielder. Yeah, that's definitely an option to do. You could argue that they, by the time they subbed Mitrovic off, the game was already gone. Chalaba had gotten a red card and they were 2-0 down. So if he was already injured or carrying an injury it made no sense to keep him playing on so hopefully it was precautionary uh it's not a bad option to do especially because like you know there's gonna be that blank in game week 12 with arsenal and city i'm personally probably gonna get rid of uh, jesus in the next week or two purely because his price hasn't really gone up or down at all so you know not really gonna be um gaining or losing that much by swapping him out whereas with martinelli i probably would be and yeah that is if you definitely plan on getting martinelli back in which you probably do yeah i think you do i think he's returned pretty much every week bar maybe one uh yeah oh no he's been a baller so and at at that price even if you just buy him at like whatever 6.8 he's still great value so then just to look at the rest of the games that took place this week (laughs) we're not going to touch on the the derby the manchester derby no well, we certainly can. I was going to start us on, 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 on these games this week. So we have already discussed Liverpool versus Brighton, but we can start in the derby, absolutely. This is the one game I saw over a pint of Guinness in, in my local Irish pub. <laughs> and um, it was just looked absolutely and totally unfair. Yeah, Otherwise, men against boys. Probably shouldn't have gone ahead. <laughs> yeah, they should have called it off. Um, my mind went back to that scene, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the bench warmers when they bring the ref behind the bushes and then they bring out like a, a like a, a player from like uh, Cuba for to play baseball and he just hands him a note that says I am 12 <laughs> with, with, with it written in crayon with the, like a hundred dollars stuffed in it and the ref goes I like 12 signed yeah. my mom yeah <laughs> yeah and that's what it felt uh, like when Haaland was playing up against that back four you completely bullied them yeah what confused me Steve is that Man United scored three goals so obviously you you've Anthony's uh fantastic finish. Yep. Yeah, you've a penalty for Martial. Yeah. And Martial also scored that header off of a poor block. Yeah. Um what should we be taking away from that? Like are Man United good at scoring or Man City sloppy? Uh, that's, that's, I wouldn't uh, say no, well Man City were ma- missing their main two centre backs in Diaz and Laporte. Stones I think had an injury mm-hmm. so he couldn't play either. They're also missing Rodri in there in the center of that midfield. So Gundogan was having a deputize there, although you wouldn't have thought it based on the first half performance. I wouldn't read too much into the city conceding three goals. I think they just mentally switched off. I think it, they were like four nil up, uh, or maybe five when City. Oh, when they do that because they do score lots of goals all the time. No, not really. They still have the most clean sheets of anyone in the season. They have four clean sheets. So they don't switch off that often, but I think it's because the score score sheet was so high, everyone was just thinking, like, well, how many can we get past them? 
And like, but like you said, Anthony's first goal was just like an absolute wonder strike. And in any Sexy. other in any other game, it would have been the goal of the day. But in this game, it's a footnote. I think it's. Absolutely. I think I wouldn't be too concerned if you still have your city defenders or goalkeeper. I'd still be fine with it. Maybe you maybe you consider going from Cancelo to Walker, seeing as he doesn't really seem to be getting the same returns he ha- did last season. And going to Walker would give you an extra two million that you could use to improve uh, your team elsewhere. But other than that, I wouldn't be concerned. But United, I don't really. Oh, it sounds You're weird not to say up Martial, like who got no, I'm not. I know, I know. Uh, I'm not saying to either. What I'm saying is that I don't really hold that game against them too much. And I know that sounds weird to say because they lost 6-3, but City are just so fucking good. Yeah, no one scores six goals against Man United twice. Uh, <laughs> Man United have Everton, Newcastle, Spurs, Chelsea, West Ham. Everyone basically has Rashford. I, I, I personally don't. I have Leon Bailey of Aston Villa for money reasons. Um <laughs> Do you get Sancho or or or, or Anthony? Um, Bruno's too expensive for what he does. Um, uh, well, I think both I, of those guys are more expensive than Rashford, so you can't do unless you have money in the bank. You can't do a direct swap, so it means you're doing a double transfer. So I don't, and I I don't know whether Sancho's worth the money. Anthony certainly seems to be, just given the goals that he's produced. Uh, since he's signed for them and he's got like whatever about Ten Hag not playing Casemiro because he says he needs the f- time to bed into the system he's th- he's thrown fucking Anthony in straight away without even one training session so clearly uh, some are more equal than others and he's worked with him on Ajax so he knows what he's about and he knows how to get the best out of him so he's probably the only one I would consider if I was considering any of them at all which you probably aren't um, yeah the North London Derby uh, you were confident last week, Steve. You were fairly confident of a an Arsenal win. Yep. And they came out on top. They certainly pretty did. Pretty convincingly. Yeah, very convincingly. Although it would be interesting to see what would have happened had Partey's shot from 25 yards not gone into the top right-hand corner. Because uh, for that first half, Spurs were hitting us on the break a lot. And we were struggling a little bit. I obviously gave away the penalty from one of those. But... If Spurs have been able to connect with one of their one or two of their those final balls, they really would have um, done us a, a a job and maybe held on for the win. And Conte is being praised for another masterclass against the top uh, six side. But as it was, like we just had too much for them on the day. Uh, Larice, who I told you, I think on maybe on this podcast or maybe in private, I, he always has a mistake in him. And sure, we saw it again. The ball squirts in between. Uh, or underneath his armpit, sorry, and then Jesus taps in. But sure, if he didn't catch, if he had caught the ball, it was almost a a one hundred percent a pass back, and so it would have had an indirect free kick like half a yard out. So I don't know how the ref would have done that. Um, but yeah, we just yeah, we I our mean, our so our, they... our pressure our pressure and our way of uh, playing um, just clearly um, undid them, and then the Emerson Royale red card ruined the game for them and then Conte just subbed them all off because he knew he had a Champions League game on Tuesday yeah I was going to say it's it's a, it's a game that kind of just got totally fucked after half time didn't it I mean they'd have been pleased going in level at half time and then 
you know a red card and a goal conceded in five minutes this already being 2-1 down no uh, emerson royale's card uh, we scored after 48 minutes and emerson royale's red card came yeah. like yeah, 10 minutes after that let's say and then it, the game was kind of over and then jack has scored made a 3-1 and it was really over i was just saying it backwards but yeah that's yeah. Uh, oh yeah, sorry immediately sorry. then uh then Conte, uh, uh made, made the changes so what are we learning in fantasy football? I'm looking at Arsenal's very easy lineup. Like I'm considering Liverpool a fixture that everyone can score in now. Then they have Leeds, a blank, which is like okay. Uh Southampton and NFO or Nottingham Forest. Uh they yeah, I, I I'm very high on Arsenal assets at the moment. They only have two and like even with the yeah. blank I'm considering getting a third. Yeah, it's just going to be that blank um, for the moment now. I think I'm going to try and wind down and keep three City players, uh, sorry, three players between Arsenal and City for my bench and just try and ride out that week. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm probably going to get rid of Jesus, but that still leaves me then with um, uh, Saliba, Martinelli, Haaland and De Bruyne. So I might swap out Saliba for a week. Uh, and then put De Bruyne, Haaland, and uh, Martinelli on the bench. So, still, still a couple of decisions to make. But um, yeah, like I, I completely agree with you. Arsenal are the probably the most informed team, Bar City, and their match in their the games they're playing. Even if they are the underdog, which they might have been in that game against Spurs, they still find a way to to score and and get something. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally high on those assets um spurs then yeah i don't know I, yeah I'm, i think I'm a bit we, what we what i learned uh, from we'll that game is another that fixture what i uh, just on. real quickly before we do that what i learned from that game is that they're a completely different team with kulazevsky in the side because they're really missing someone who was a good passer of the ball and Richarlison is all he's well he's not he's going to run with the ball and he's going to try and run in behind but as far as his link up play goes he's not very good and I think that's what allows uh, Kane and Son to play well as Kulusevski's passes, uh, playing them in behind or stretching the play and, and give, making space for them. And I think they're a much different side with him not in the in the starting eleven. Yeah, I was just checking out his his injury, and uh, Conte said he might be available for Frankfurt. So you'd imagine he is going to play against who are they playing? Uh, Brighton. Brighton at the weekend. Which, you know, if Liverpool can get three, surely everyone else can get some. <laughs> uh, that Anfield crowd are absolutely shite. Uh, I do want to mention, we had a brief discussion about either picking up Zaha or Madison last week. And we both kind Aww. of agreed Zaha's cheaper and you should be going for Zaha, even mm-hmm. if he does have that tough fixture against the unknown quantity of Chelsea. And Madison just like shit all over us. Yeah, he did. Like it. If Madison was around, even close to a similar price, I'd say yeah, uh, like we were wrong on that one. But he's around eight, the same price as Luis Diaz, who, in my opinion, is probably Liverpool's and most good value. Yeah, when you look at what he scored. Yeah, I suppose, but I mean, Luis Diaz is probably Liverpool's most informed forward, and you keep like maybe it's uh, optimism on my part, but I keep thinking Liverpool are going to make it, put it together, and they're going to click, and it just hasn't happened yet. Like everyone's probably dumped Salah at this stage, but. Like Diaz came on at halftime, got the assist for the equaliser, 
was involved in the corner that caused him to uh, get the OG and was very positive. And even in the game against Palace, he was the only one that really did anything to earn the draw in that game when he just took the ball on, beat about a couple, two or three players and then curled it into the far right-hand corner. So, I don't know. Um, maybe is a time to switch over from Diaz to Madison because, I mean, if you look at Leicester's fixtures, they're pretty good like they've got Bournemouth Crystal Palace Leeds and Wolves now so yeah I I would be so for me yeah you obviously have Kane and you have the three expensive forwards for me I can see myself getting rid of Mitrovic and hopefully being able to afford two eight million mids along with De Bruyne and Martinelli that'd be nice if I can do it maybe take some money out of of defense because they don't score fucking anything no. Um, one stat for you is that of the top 10k fantasy footballers, 70% of them own James Madison. Wow. Yeah, they saw something we didn't there. So Exxon maybe Wilson. that's a that's a fault. That's a that's our that's our bad. So we'll have a to blind and, spot. Yeah, yeah. But sure, look, we're only human. Um, so we'll have to try and learn from that and get better. And I'll put up my Instagram apology after the podcast. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so. Uh, I think that's enough of the week that went. Well, I just uh, we kind of touched uh, well, on all the important. Will I just stuff. run through our three bankers and outside picks, just because you mentioned yep. them there? Yeah. Uh, Haaland, who obviously returned, and oh boy, did he! Forty-six points if you captained him. Uh, Salah, who blanked, who I think I'm going to stop putting on the bankers list because did he not get an assist? Oh, he did. You're right. He did. He did return. But I mean, like you know, if it's oh, we're we're fucking geniuses, Steve. We picked <laughs> Salah to return. Thank uh, you. We did. And then we had Kane, who got a goal against Arsenal. So all three of our bankers returned. Uh, you had Slanky, which was one of the worst outside picks probably so far this season. And I had Zaha, which again, not a great one, but not as bad as Slanky. He is the second best, Dominic. And I think... <laughs> I would argue because he's fit, he's better than Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. Would you would you chance that or or, or Calvert Lewin? Oh no, he's injured, so obviously not. But I mean, like you know, at least at least Dominic Solanke's fit to play games. Calvert Lewin hasn't been fit to play a game nearly a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that that being said, uh, Dominic Solanke is absolutely fucking chronic. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. That's going to be game week nine, folks. Thanks, Steve, for your in-depth analysis of those fixtures. We're going to move along, take a look at what's happening in game week 10. We'll have our bankers and spicy boys section once again, and we'll show you what we're going to do with our teams, as well as taking some questions from Twitter. So it's going to be jam-packed. See you soon. Here we go, game week 10. Uh, it's mad to think that we've already had 10 fixtures despite all the stops and starts in between. Uh, nine, uh, really, because we didn't play game week 8. Well, we didn't. Oh, God, God, uh, God rest the queen. Is that what you'd say? Uh, long live the king? I don't know. Neither do I. Neither do uh, I. The pick of the bunch, anyways, is surely going to be Arsenal taking on Liverpool in a total flip-flop. If you were asking me about this fixture two years ago, I know what I'd be telling you. Yeah, if uh, if you told me that one of these sides was 11 points ahead of the other, 
uh, and you told me it was Arsenal, I, I would not have believed you at the start of the season. Absolutely no way in hell. Yeah, uh, j- just as amazing as what's happened at Arsenal, it's it's. I'm totally amazed by the capitulation of Liverpool this season. I did not anticipate this absolute shambles. I, I was even uh, buzzing about Darwin coming into the season, to be honest. Yeah, I think we all were because Liverpool decided to break their own model and spend a big amount of money on a striker who was young, coming from the Portuguese league, relatively unknown, but had a lot of um, praise and high um, and a lot of goals. High, high hopes about him, and to see what's kind of happened now, you know, Mane gone, you think he was going to fill that slot, and then Bobby ends up coming back in and taking a spot back purely because. They really, obviously, I'd say after the red card, they thought we really need to make sure this lad is right before we put him back out there again. Yeah, the the videos of him in training didn't really do him any favours. But uh, yeah, that's that's a big one to look forward to this weekend. Uh, we'll jump to the question, Steve. What's going around on Twitter and uh, the zeitgeist? Uh, first one is uh, everyone is obviously wondering, like, should should they be panic buying Madison? I I'm one of those guys. And I probably will. Yeah. I'll probably be changing Kulazewski or with the money Bailey to uh, to Madison. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, when you consider his next like four fixtures, or I think we might have touched on it already, like Bournemouth, Palace, Leeds, Wolves, very nice fixtures. Um, you know, I, I maybe the I'm hoping the game against Forest wasn't just a one-off because I mean. Like they really looked back Lester to our shit. They yeah, well that's I mean there was the first win of the season after uh, eight matches, so you hope that they don't revert to type or go back to the way they were before that game. But I think Bournemouth is another nice opponent for them to come up against. You know they still haven't got a manager in. There's still a lot of flux about the possible club being sold and just not a great situation in general for that club. So the like it puts them in a good place to to play those and then Palace, who. I think are playing really well and doing well under Vieira. They're still not really getting the results to reflect that, you know. Um, but again, like they've had a, ru- a rough go of it. They played Arsenal opening night. They played Liverpool. They played City, and then they played Chelsea. So like that's the top four uh, in their last eight weeks. So you know it is what it is. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, I think Madison, if you can, I'd, I'd probably be picking him up for the next few weeks. Yeah, along with, you know, the obvious, he just scored two goals and he's on the set pieces and he's James Madison in, in a yeah, in a terrible Leicester. He's just played Nottingham Forest, the team with the second worst defence in the in the league, uh, Leicester, or the team with the worst. <laughs> but the third worst then is Bournemouth, who they're just going to play. Um, Leeds, historically, concede lots of goals. They have them coming up. Palace maybe isn't the easiest fixture in the world. I say that with Palace in 17th with one win, three draws, and three losses. Uh, I mean, like, f- fixtures are almost irrelevant with Madison. He's just, he's that good when he can be on the set pieces. And then when a good run of fixtures come up, uh, should be straight in your basket. Uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing how much our opinions changed from last week where we were like, don't trust this boy in a bad team. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't fucking matter. Uh, what a difference a day makes, huh? What a difference. 90 minutes. Uh, very easy answer to is Haaland the permanent captain now yes next question <laughs> uh, yes, it's just, next it, question. it was just funny because like I saw it come up um, a few times on Twitter and I think a few other fantasy podcasts are basically saying like 
the whole point of captaining someone is is dead now because everyone's just going to have Haaland. Probably like it was when back when Leicester were dominating the league and Vardy was scoring like 10 weeks in a row or something and everyone was like well you have to captain Vardy because he's on a streak and if he doesn't if he doesn't uh score you feel if uh, you're not losing out on much whereas if he, if he does you feel like an idiot. So that's kind of the situation it's at at the moment but I mean Jesus what is he uh, like 14 goals and 8 appearances in the Premier League so far I mean I think the the top scorer or the, the highest scorer in the league over a season the that striker only had half the goals he had at this stage so I mean he could smash it and go over like over 40 if he continues this I'm not sure if he will because I know Pep will want to rotate at some stage with the Champions League in mind but I mean he's unstoppable yeah he's absolutely ludicrous and he's staying fit and uh, like yeah you, you say like a, it's it's like before when Verdi went on this streak I think this is like never before no <laughs> I no I, a, I, that was the closest yeah. comparison that I could think of in my mind at the yeah, time yeah or like just permanent captaining Salah there two seasons ago um but yeah uh, this is ludicrous it's uh it's an absolute joy to watch I mean like it Obviously, I don't enjoy seeing City win that much, but I do enjoy watching Erling Haaland they, uh, fucking making shit. Just watching him in general. They had a great line on Monday Night Football, uh, which was Gary Neville saying, uh, "If you can, if you can go and watch Erling Haaland play, uh, go buy a ticket." And then, then Carragher says, "Well, there's lots of empty seats in the Etihad." <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd like, I would love to see him. He's he's uh, it's it, it's almost unnerving his his uh, his stature his uh, you know his kind of hunched back and his <laughs> the way you run videos of people intimidating <laughs> yeah. intimidating yeah is it is is that the same as to intimidate someone anyway In, yeah intimidate uh, yeah 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 that's just he is a specimen and I, and I, there's no point in me trying to use words to describe him because I'm not going to do it well enough. Mm. Um, this is a much more difficult question to answer, Steve. What are Wolves going to be like now? If you were to ask me last week, I'd say a team with a shaky defence that doesn't score any goals ever. Um, but now they've got Diego Costa, so... Uh, well, it'll still take a while for him to bet in, but I just thought it was interesting with the sacking of Bruno Lage. Um, You know, if you still had any of those fantasy assets, what do you do? Like, I know... Um, some people in our in draft were picking up players like Pedence and maybe Guidesh or something like that. But it, it's interesting to see what they're going to do now. I think they're linked with the Sporting Lisbon manager, who was very highly touted. He did very well with them. Uh, I think last season, if not the season beforehand, I think they won their first cup in ages in Portugal and got uh, got to the uh, knockout rounds in the Champions League. So. He's very comes very highly touted, and again, he's Portuguese. And if there's one thing loves wolves, wolves love it's Portuguese uh, lads. It so, just works. Yeah, well, does it? Um, you know, Laj had very little success, so it'll come down to how how he plays. But I mean, the way that Sporting play is quite um maybe suited to how that squad is set up in terms of all the Portuguese players and the type of football that they already play. So. Yeah, it's a tough one to say, but I just thought it was worth touching on. Like, uh, if if you're playing, if you have any team playing against them either this week or next week, I definitely will be backing them. I saw that I think um, Wolves have a fifteen percent chance of keeping a clean sheet this week, which is like the second lowest behind Southampton, who have a seven percent chance. 
Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the weird decision to, to loan out uh, Connor Cody to Everton was, uh, is a bit of a head-scratcher. Yeah. Uh, and I just, as you were chatting there, I, I wanted to pick up their squad and just say, yeah, this guy I like the look of, and, and I look at their forwards, and none of them I like the look of. <laughs> I don't want any of these guys. Yeah. Um, unless unless Diego Costa does something, I'll pick him up as a meme. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, I don't. I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a mad one. All right, they backed the manager by putting Co- Connor Cody out on loan because they told him he wasn't going to be the captain, and then they just sacked the manager like halfway, like eight games into the season. It's like when um they went out in the transfer window and signed Aubameyang for Tuchel and then sacked him t- a week later. Mad decisions. Um, but there you go. That's football. There you have it. <laughs> I'm just looking at, at Footmob, and if you press on each team in the table, it tells you about their stadium. And for every one, it has a section called surface. And for every one, the answer is grass. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's okay. a funny. So, sorry to bring that one up. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens with Wolves. I probably, if I'm picking up like a cheapish player, I might be going for one of the Brighton boyos, though. Be my last take on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Steve, yeah, um, heard this on a podcast this morning as well. Um, well. And they started off by saying Almiron's having a great time. But that might be brief because if Callum Wilson and Isak are fit, um, he probably gets knocked out. I'd imagine ASM as well takes the other spot. Uh, yeah, so. I, I thought this was an interesting one because I imagine when ASM when he's back fit, he goes into the left wing, left mid spot, whatever it is. I think they're play, they're looking to play like a four three three, and I think Callum Wilson could will push out to the right. I don't know if Miguel Almiron gets dropped. I know he he's done all right the last couple of weeks. He, he got a really really nice goal, possibly a goal of the season uh, against Fulham at the weekend there, but. It just feels like both of them are too good to drop. Like, and I don't see how you drop Callum Wilson when he's in form. Um, but do you not push uh, Isak out to the wing? No, I think I think Isaac is too much of a typical centre forward. He's tall and he's strong, and he he can win possession like that. I think Wilson has a maybe a better cross on him and is kind of better at that sort of thing. Hmm. I can't say I've 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 seen Callum play on the wing. I don't think he has much in his career, and you're probably right about that. But it just, I don't know. It just feels weird to, to have him and not play him. Mm, I mean, like Callum Wilson is is known as a lethal striker in the Premier League, and Isak has come in 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 fantastic form and hotly tipped. Um, Unless they move to a system where they can play four forwards, where they can let perhaps uh, Isak play as like a cam. Or, or what or, about this one? If they play him as a centre forward, maybe in behind the striker, uh, Callum Wilson, play like a 4 2 3 one. good enough holding DMs? Uh, Bruno Camarish is, is a great midf- uh, holding midfielder, I would say. And then pair him alongside. Joe Linton? Uh, yeah, it could be Joe Linton. He's bo- more box to box. Yeah, could be. I you know I'd love to see it, and 
a lot of people, including myself, I, I very briefly I was thinking about Callum Wilson, but I, I, I do think now that I'll move away from the three forwards. Uh, he's not he's not a bad pickup at all. No, no, you could definitely be doing worse. You could definitely be doing worse. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens when Isaac comes back in, or Isaac, sorry. Um, and I thought it was just worth. I thought it was worth the debate anyway, just to give people an idea of of what our thoughts are on it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wonder. I do want to look at the time frame for Isak's injury, if I can get uh, that up for you quick enough. Maybe I'll uh, mid October. Mid October. Okay. So yeah, Isak back in two weeks. So I don't think I don't think Callum Wilson will get dropped. I think he's still a safe pickup. So it's probably where you leave that one. Yeah. Manchester City, um, we did discuss um, the Man City defence conceding goals and you didn't say you were overly concerned, Steve. But if you had Cancelo, would you sell him and buy Foden instead? Uh, Foden? Yeah. Um, I already have De Bruyne, so probably not, me personally. I would probably sell Cancelo. With coming up? With... What, sorry? So is that because of the blank coming up or because you don't want three Manchester City forwards? Well, I already have three. Uh, I suppose, would I go to Foden and De Bruyne and Haaland? No, I probably wouldn't. What I'd do is I'd probably trade Cancelo for Walker and then use that extra money to upgrade my team elsewhere is probably what I would do. Mm. If you didn't have De Bruyne, you'd be all over Foden. Yeah, no, I, if I didn't have De Bruyne, I would be, but I do have De Bruyne, so like that's kind of kind of answers that question for me anyway but i suppose for you anyway what, what would what do you think would you would you be doing that would you be uh getting rid I, of Cancelo was, and bringing in Foden i was considering Foden before i got De Bruyne kind of during wildcard and yeah the idea of having three forwards from one team is a bit ludicrous but but Haaland almost feels like he's just unique and he's on his own <laughs> so then you're, you're just picking two forwards from a really good team yeah uh i really want Foden I, yeah, I do, because uh, he's like the first name in the team sheet after Kev and Erling. So I'm, you know, he's in my thoughts. Cancelo is also disappointing me. Uh, well, just in in the last few weeks. So obviously, I can I I would like Walker too. So I I I think Foden's gonna score a lot. Yeah, no, he probably will, uh, especially like you mentioned with Haaland being up top as well. And, you know, at the start of the season, we thought Mahrez was going to get a lot more minutes than he has this season. So, again, um, probably guaranteed his spot. But I do wonder with the winter break coming up for the World Cup and when they come back, they're going to have a pretty hectic schedule. There is going to be rotation in that team. Like Pep is going to want to keep things fresh and probably make a big push for the Champions League this year. So you do wonder, does he try and save him for those sort of games or does he still play him in the Premier League? So that's probably something you have to judge on a, a, a as the weeks go on. But yeah, at the moment, it's it's very hard to see him changing it up from Foden, uh, Haaland and Grealish in the front three. Absolutely. Mara is getting shafted as usual. Uh, talking about keeping it fresh, uh, Ruben Diaz... Got a rest in this one. Uh, unexpectedly, Akanji and Ake 
uh, were the starting pair. And uh, you mentioned it there, Steve, when they conceded three goals. This might have been part of the reason. So um, I don't think too many people will have Diaz, but probably came as a disappointment to some. I'd say some people might have. I mean, I don't really know why you would, because Diaz is about six and Walker's like five. So if you're going to pick anyone, you're going to pick the wing back that's more likely to play every game. Uh, be interesting. You'd have now thought to see. Diaz was nailed. Yeah, I think I think he wanted to give Akanji a go because he's played so well. And I think he was thinking about again. I think he was thinking about the Champions League midweek. But it's interesting to see what they do now because Kyle Walker obviously went off injured in that game by the looks of things, and so Sergio Gomez came on as the left back and Cancelo pushed over to the right. So do, is Walker going to be fit uh, or not? Uh, that's an area of concern. It'd be interesting to see how they line up midweek, and then if he plays at the weekend. But I think Diaz is still obviously the starter. He's the ca- He's nearly the. I think he's the vice captain when Gundogan doesn't play. So, you know, I mean, he's gonna play the majority of the games. Hmm. Yeah, that Walker injury is a is a headache. Of course, we'll have uh, Champions League football to help with that decision. Um. Yeah. That. That, that, that makes Cancelo that touch more appealing. None of those uh, concerns are there. But a 7.2, is he not worth it? Is he worth it? I don't know is the question, though. There's, City have the best record in terms of clean sheets. They kept four, four so far this season, so 50% record, which isn't really great. I, I see a lot of more people are playing three at the back formations, and I think that's kind of indicative of the way that the league is going this year. There's a lot, It's a lot more scoring not a lot of clean sheets anymore so i can i can understand why people would want to get rid of cancelo because he's also just not getting the attacking returns that he used to last season either yeah a lot of people moving money out of their defense and into goal scoring players uh like for example some man united forwards the fuck all people are doing this <laughs> i was about to say if it was any other team that would have been a great segue except for united because nobody's doing that nobody's okay, think nobody's right. thinking this is the week ronaldo comes back this is it <laughs> so the question is rashford versus other men united forwards i suppose really the question is if you have rashford are you dropping him for someone else and it's probably not a man united forward i suppose that's kind of what we should be talking about um well that's we already kind of touched on sancho and anthony and i kind of gave my opinions on that martial i'm still not convinced by even though he came on and scored a brace it was a very sloppy brace i felt like city kind of more or less gifted them to him as opposed to he earned them himself maybe that's harsh on ronaldo maybe that's harsh on me ronaldo they said that ten Hag after the game said that he didn't bring him on out of respect to him and what he's done for the club which seems ridiculous like it's a Manchester derby and you're losing by four or three goals at one stage. Like, would you not just bring him on to try and help change things? It seemed like it, it just seems to me that Ten Hag wants him gone and Ronaldo wants to leave, but they just couldn't work anything out because no club wants him. So unless he goes in the January on a free transfer somewhere, but then that's United losing out on, I don't know how much they spend on him, like 30, 40 million uh, a year and a half ago by that stage so Ronaldo yeah I think he was on a free no no they signed him from Juventus I'm pretty sure I don't think they got him for free Um, fog yeah I know (laughs) 
so that's kind of why that's kind of where this whole like uh we're not that's kind of why they were like we're not going to release them on a free like we want to sell them and they just couldn't find any club interest in paying money for them so but i mean if it's not if it's either rashford or nobody for me to be honest bruno uh, costs too much i've i've just looked at the prices there and anthony is an affordable 7.5 and he has scored every single game he's played yeah yeah oh. played in two games oh right <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking there was a third game that i hadn't seen where he scored but yeah i suppose that makes sense he scored against arsenal i don't think he played in the other game and then there was obviously the week off and yeah yeah like Ant- i mentioned anthony he's probably the best alternative out of the three but i think rashford's like what six point five five and then yep. you're so you're talking an extra mil for him so then you have to move money around elsewhere and is it really worth doing that for anthony i don't know uh i suppose my my yeah i I, i'm totally biased based on the game i just saw where i saw at one stage i did see anthony playing football i never saw rashford in that game against man city like I, i was chatting and i was on the beer did not see him on the ball yeah but that's because the like he was taken off after what like 65 maybe 70 minutes and 45 of that was united why was that uh, because they needed to change something up front because but all I'm saying is that for forty the first half or forty five minutes you would be forgiven for thinking any of the United front three were on the field because they weren't doing anything. Like the all they were doing was making mistakes defensively and being caught out. So they improved it a bit in the second half when they actually got a bit of possession, but yeah, I don't really hold it against Rashford too much that Man City scored six goals. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I mean, it, it's his quietness that, that shocked me more than anything. 12 touches for Marcus Rashford. Uh, five accurate passes. He did not have a shot. No, no, I don't think. I didn't think he did. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, if you're looking to swap him out, there's definitely players out there. We mentioned kind of already kind of. Uh, Trossard and Gross around that same price point. Um, there's a there's a granite jacket there, five point one that looks appealing. You know, just if you're feeling if you're feeling lucky. If you're feeling sick. <laughs> uh, even Bernardo Silva's only seven. Like he's only point five more, and he's been an absolute baller. Like he's got. Uh, let's see, United assist, Wolves assist, didn't do anything against Villa, assist against Forest, goal against Palace, goal and assist against Newcastle. So he's got two goals and four assists in in eight games. Like he's he's doing pretty well. So, um, for half a million yeah, as well. Shouting out Bernardo Silva because at that price point, is, is there many seven million players doing much? Certainly not defenders. No, absolutely not. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's the story there. I think. So I've already answered this one. We're on about Mitrovic's injury and what do you do? I I. I'm pretty confident now I'm just going to move to a two-forward system and buy more midfielders because I think there's a lot of good options there. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're going to change your Mitrovic to another forward. Uh, we've been singing, we've been waxing lyrical about Callum Wilson. I never use that phrase, so I'm delighted I got to use that one. <laughs> uh, what are some other options, Steve? Ivan Tony apparently was playing centre defensive mid at the weekend so really not him actually, uh, actually not not really not really but uh, <laughs> he was doing a lot of build-up play oh right okay well yeah he's done that at, at times in the past um but like he still takes all the penalties and um 
he obviously has a great free kick on him as well as we know so if you're not going to go for Tony they're got a tough enough matchup against um who is it uh, why can't I oh Newcastle away sorry they're the early their first game of the week that's why I couldn't see them yeah Newcastle defense is is, is doing alright obviously they conceded that late goal against Fulham otherwise they would have had another clean sheet alternatives for Mitrovic you're looking maybe around like I don't know like it's, it's it is very slim I've, pickings I've just opened up the the players here and reduced the the max price to 7.1 yeah so you can afford the 6.9 of Mitrovic now let me say Owen Havertz 7.7 against Wolves not a bad alternative not a bad idea what do you think punt <laughs> punt yeah yeah um, well I mean why why yeah i mean i just think that that chelsea team he's playing in behind the forward he's probably going to get onto some loose balls that might come into the box and they're playing a wolves team who are going to have a caretaker manager for the weekend so they might not might be a bit all over the shop and you know there's definitely a possibility there for this fixture anyway right dad i'm sorry to disappoint you so much jesus christ i i'd love i'd love to back you up steve i've great time for you great time for you (laughs) fuck's sake but uh kai havertz I just I I want to get his stats for the Palace game just to even discuss it. So he he played right mid. Interestingly enough, uh, no. <laughs> All right, then who's your alternative for t- Mitrovic this week? My alternative. <sighs> Sorry, yeah, okay, no, I am here. Um. I don't mind the Callum Wilson pick, even though he's a touch more expensive. I think that's nice. Uh, you also, you're not going to pick Danny Welbeck at Brighton. Sorry, there was one that caught my eye when I There's one that down. caught my eye right now that I didn't say beforehand. Uh, Skamaka played pretty well against Wolves and had a really nice goal and looks like he's kind of growing into that centre forward spot for West Ham. He might be an option. 6.7. Yeah, coming up against Fulham, who just got spanked 4-1 by Newcastle. I did hear he had a, a good game uh, and at a decent price. He's definitely an option. Um, what about Neil Maupay at Everton? Absolutely not. Why not? Because it's Neil Maupay, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking Neil Maupay. <laughs> uh, I think I think the the the. the the size of the story is none of these are nice. Yeah, we've They're really, we've really, really uh, we've really finished on a dud here, haven't we? On like none of us, yeah, we can't answer this question satisfactorily. Even we can't even speak. <laughs> you can't even speak. None of them. Uh, this is why I've already decided to, to get rid of Mitrovic. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's all the elsewhere. questions then. So we'll just. We'll we'll briefly touch on the the three bankers and outside picks for this weekend. So Haaland we touching on things. Don't say it like that. Uh, we've got <laughs> Haaland, obviously the first. Uh, gone Easy for Kane. Money. Kane against Brighton. Uh, I fancy him to continue his form. And then we've gone for Madison. 
um, against Bournemouth, a, a good side. I'm not saying Vardy or Daka or Iheanacho because I'm not sure what rotation of the, that front three they might go with, but Madison's a guaranteed starter. Uh, I have already mentioned my outside pick, which is Havertz, which uh, Dad was disapproving Great of. Pick. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and Owen, uh, yeah. your outside pick is? I've gone for Anthony Gordon. Um, <laughs> I spotted Man United's right was weak as dick. Um, Anthony does play on the other side, but uh, I think Everton are going to get goals against Man United. Uh, I think anyone could get goals against Man United. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, are you going to? It's certainly it's not going to be Neil Mopé as we already mentioned. So if you're going for an Everton boyo, Anthony Gordon, a brace against Manchester United. Are you going to throw on the uh, the Amster the Eindhoven kit for one final time? Fly over to uh, fly over to the the Everton Stadium and try and get a game. I mean, I might get a game. Yeah, I mean, like a. They might want to rest lads against easy opposition, so yeah. I, could fill so I could fill in right back. Uh, quick fun fact, Everton are unbeaten in their last six games. Is that very fun? No, not really, but I thought making it fun at the start would pique your interest. Um, yeah, um, Lampard will be delighted that that has happened very quietly and without much uh, pressure associated with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They'll be pleased if they turn things around and Calvert-Lewin becomes fit again and they actually become a team very capable of staying up and kicking on. <laughs> um, interest, it is interesting, and, and, and it's probably part of the reason I picked Anthony Gordon as the outside pick. Like, you know, there's, they're, not, uh, they're not Nottingham Forest. They're not Bournemouth. They're, 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 you know, they're, not, they're, not, uh, they're premium dust, is what I would say. They're, they're, not, like, they're not muck. Okay. <laughs> Good, good answer um, good answer thank you very much We're, we'll talk about our draft very briefly Steve it, I think it was a loss for the two of us yeah uh, yeah there was a a loss for a lot of people up around the top half of the table and then there was yourself who also lost uh, I'm not saying that you're up at the top half of the table because I don't think you are Um, I had a very poor I am, yeah total of two two wins behind you Steve <laughs> No, I breathing down your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I had a very poor uh, show in this week. Uh, nobody returned for me. Um, I think Kane uh, returned for me, and I think um, Bernardo Silva got an assist, and that was it. So I finished like below thirty points, like twenty six, something like that. Owen finished on like thirty six, thirty seven. So um, nothing, nothing really doing for me. Uh, got an interesting decision to make now because I'm more or less first uh, priority in the waiver wire this week and there's a Jared Bowen uh, wandering about so I might have to go and pick him up yeah you messaged me there potentially uh, St. Max or Martin Odegaard getting the chop there um, I hadn't realised that, that Odegaard basically has done nothing in a very long time now yeah he's been a little while and like you know i i know he starts for arsenal every game and um he's a great lad but yeah he hasn't really done anything in the last four weeks <laughs> he's a great lad he is a great lad fucking club captain mate go nice away young fella um so yeah and i think same max man just while i don't think he's the better player i think he's probably the better fantasy player and newcastle are in decent form so um he might be the one staying and then I bring in Bowen and have a, a very nice uh, midfield of 
Zaha, Bilva, Kulusevski, Bowen, St. Max. Like that's a that's a nice front three to have, or a nice midfield to have. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And what do you think of Bowen returning once in nine fixtures? Ah, uh, he's on the ups now. He's on the ups. Only way is up. <laughs> It can only get better. It can only get better on, exactly. Previous eight fixtures. Um, yeah, I'm amazed I held out on him for eight weeks. Uh, hopefully he actually does something. But Skamaka scoring is interesting. Like if if, if the, the if those forwards kick on, like they, they, themselves and Wolves basically couldn't score for a very long time. Yeah, they had the worst so, uh, record. Yeah. Bowen got 14 of my 34 points. I came up against uh, Thomas, who clearly had a lot of City players. Uh, Foden I think did most of the scoring for him he got like 56 or something I think he got like 68 yeah half the league got scored really high and half the league scored very shit basically you had city players or you didn't yeah yeah exactly so yeah I uh, I ended up on 34 which is a fine like Salah Bowen Martinelli returned for me Um, I I have three injured players in Calvert-Lewin Robertson Kulusevski so I think I scored higher than a lot of lads in the league. I have guys to come back from injury. Um, confidence, as ever, in draft is high. Uh, we're going to kick on. Interestingly enough, Perisic on a one-pointer. He uh, he hasn't returned in four game weeks. Yeah. He kind of quietly slipped out of our FPL teams, in, uh, and we've been happy enough. Yeah, I still have him in draft, obviously, because I haven't really seen an alternative that I'd like to look of more. So maybe he's another one to think about going forward the next few weeks. Although Brighton away does seem like a kind of a decent enough fixture to hopefully get a clean sheet in. Again, it'll depend probably on who they play in the uh, middle of the week. Maybe he gets a rest. And uh, if that's the case, then yeah, maybe getting the chop. Yeah, yeah. Certainly one to think about. So... That's going to do it for our look at Game Week 10. Uh, did you enjoy the pod, Steve? I did. I did. It was good to, good to be back and uh, a, little bit more, um, a little bit more upbeat and cheery this time around. I think we were very hungover men the last time. Absolutely. We were a touch fresher this time. Um, we do have, what have we, five uninterrupted weeks before the World Cup? More or so less, yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the blank, the Man, Man City Arsenal blank will be interesting when that comes about. So yeah, yeah, it'll be nice to settle into some proper podcasting and proper FPL for the coming weeks. Uh, anything else before I do the usual, Steve? No, that's it for me. I'd say go ahead and close her out. Okay. Turn the podcast off now, otherwise you can listen to this bit. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on Discord. That'll be linked in the podcast description. You can look at our website. That's fpljingle.com you can also get us on twitter that's at the fpljingle that's where you get episode updates and sometimes some posts about our teams and changes that we've made thanks for listening all the best goodbye good luck